All right, I'm ready. <clears throat> yeah. Actually, nope. So one thing I used days was I used to watch like the little like rundowns of each show mm. um, on Monday. I just don't have time for that. So when each we talk game? about things, you guys be like, did you see that play? Each like, game? Yeah. You said rundown yeah. of each show? Yeah. Sorry, each game. Because obviously with television, I have limited access right. on Sundays. And on Sundays on t- shows, they're like, there have been six touchdowns scored. I'll show you the worst one. <laughs> this is a slant pass. Done. <laughs> Fuck out of here. All right. We good? And welcome to Huddle of Knuckleheads, the worst fantasy football podcast on the internet. Uh, we've got Stokes here. Hello. Landsdork. You can just do the opposite of anything I say. You'll do well. All righty. Manny. 0-3, just like the Vikes. And this is uh, Nick. Do the opposite of him, too. <laughs> uh, I called this episode Less Injuries, More Points, because not a bloodbath uh, that it was last week. And God damn. There are points being put up on the board in these games. It is crazy right now. For some people. Well, no, I'm not even talking from a fantasy perspective. Oh, right, just, just like in the NFL games, uh, it, it just seems like there's a bunch of high-scoring games. Uh, same as last week, we'll take you through some 90-second news. Yabras and Nabras uh, winning on the waiver wire, and we will wrap it up with some pick em bitches. You guys want to get into it? Let's do it. Let's do it. And then I think you can just... All right, so we'll start it off with some pretty significant injuries for some. Let's start with Tariq Cohen. Looks like it was a torn ACL. Fantasy implications? Uh, I saw a lot of Cordero Patterson on the field. I'm going to be honest. Uh... <laughs> Unless they go and grab somebody, the one name that did come to my mind was uh, Theo Riddick, just because I feel like teams like to snatch somebody up that used to play for a team within their own division. Uh, I don't really know why, but uh, that seems to be a thing. But I don't know. I mean, it's probably either they pick somebody up, Patterson gets some more work, maybe Montgomery gets a little bit more third down type work, perhaps. Uh, But yeah, it was on a kick return that he yeah, made a wrong move. I think the Montgomery thing's the biggest. It's just, I mean, it's just more work for someone that fell so far in so many drafts because of. Uh, I feel like he's definitely probably outperformed his ADP, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, another guy, Chris Carson. This one not as serious. Doesn't look like it's a knee strain. I don't know if you guys heard an update on this one today. I did see that uh, Pete Carroll did come out and was pretty upset about the the tackle. This, you know. I, I don't quite understand or know what a gator roll tackle is exactly, but I. I mean, the guy came all the way around with his with his ankle in his hand. Like, just kept twisting. I mean, just, think about a gator. They yeah. grab you and they just spin. So like, did yeah. you do it Basically, on the ground his like? His body a, could turn. His ankle just turned where the guy was turning it. If you say it looks egregious, I would say that kind of a tackle, especially on running backs, is necessary for some players yeah. who are smaller. Like you're not dropping your shoulder into them. You're not wrapping them up. So grab those ankles and fucking hold on. Yeah. But, but again, I didn't see it, so I don't know if it was like he was on the ground and he was still going. Um, I think, yeah, that's exactly I, what yeah, it was. He yeah. was the dead well on the ground, and the guy just kept rolling with yeah. his ankle. Like, hold on to shit. his ankle, grab his ankle and hold on, yes. It's the 
twisting and the excessive twisting. Yeah, it wasn't that. taking the guy down. The guy was already down. Yeah. One guy jumped on him kind of late, and then the second guy came in, grabbed his ankle, and was like, Durr. Yeah, they're, they're oh. calling for fines and potentially, you know, some other discipline as well. It was pretty bad. Definitely yeah. helps the Carlos Hyde owners out there if anybody had him snatched sure. up. So sure. I think it's all one to two weeks is what they were thinking. Yeah, short term, but. Yeah, I, yeah, we'll talk about that later uh, in winning on the waiver wire. Next guy, Chris Godwin. Man, just got back from his concussion, hurt his hamstring. I don't know what to make of this receiving core. This yeah, team. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Team. I don't, I don't know what implication that has whatsoever. If I'm being honest, were they two and one? Yeah, they're two and one. Yep. Um, the Saints, couple wins. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Godwin was one of those guys that uh, I know a lot of us on the show and a lot of people in general thought would be the real star on that team and. Man, he looks like he would be if he'd stay on the field. Right. Or, or uh, was it Scotty? Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller. <laughs> no. All right. Well, isn't it kind of isn't it kind of Brady esque to like, and kind of almost Patriots esque for them to have one guy go absolutely crazy one game and then he disappears for five games and they find somebody else to exploit and pick on. Hey, guess who uh, had a really good game last week Nikhil and did Harry. nothing this week? Yeah, Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, right. and like we've seen in New England, it's not just their system. Brady likes to spread the ball around. I mean, we just named, but there's also Gronk, O.J. Howard. Like, all these guys are getting some action, but not all of them are getting enough to really use. So, And Gronk definitely, uh, you know, made himself more apparent in that game. Like, you know. He led the team in targets, led yep. the team in catches. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Yeah, it's it's just like the old days, huh? <laughs> uh, I, I'm so glad I didn't fire up Nikhil Harry. Different you know team, same story. Up. Huh? You know who you did fire up? Yeah, Deontay Johnson. Uh, got one catch before he got concussed. Can't really blame a guy for getting a concussion. You want to you want to protect their brains. I guess you want to Were you see gonna blame past <laughs> your fantasy score and be okay with it. It's fine. Uh, but, no, he, he was lost early, uh, and he was someone that, you know, in weeks one and two – you know, a lot of interested parties were relying on him, but but we wish him. Yeah, well. I mean, there's a couple other guys there, Washington, and who's the fellow who the rookie who had that busted out last long, week. long touchdown reception. Um, I got him on the waiver wire, Chase Claypool. There you go. Um, so those would maybe be the beneficiaries if he uh, does miss some time. Holy shit, it's eight. Yeah. Sorry for for that revelation. All right. Uh, mid uh, podcast, almost game time. <laughs> it's all right. We'll get moving. John Brown, calf. I feel like he hasn't been rostered in most leagues so far. He hasn't. I mean, oh, he's, he's rostered. rostered. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's started, I think, in our league. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I believe so. I mean, Bill to, started him this week. To yeah, some that's what I'm saying. Bastard. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah, I mean, he was like a probably zero double digit round uh, type guy. But yeah, Deontay Johnson at least got one catch. Uh, yeah. Problem with him again is he's got uh, sickle cell uh, anemia, anemia. Mm-hmm. where uh, I think a lot of those types of injuries can kind of linger with him. So that's that's where I think it's concerning. Uh, you got to think good news for Diggs, I suppose, because that's yeah. the other deep ball guy that was a threat there. Also, I think it's huge for Cole Beasley, yeah, because mm-hmm. he ate after John Brown went out of the game. So yeah, we'll talk about him with waiver wire. Spend all your money. Uh, Dallas Godair, foot injury. 
that Eagles team is looking rough. And like for them to lose a little bit of a bright spot on that on that offense, like I guess good for Zach Ertz owners out there, but Jesus, they don't have they're not working with much over there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and then yeah, uh Russell Gage, uh someone who had a promising couple weeks got also a concussion. So And with Julio Jones out, yep. you would have thought, you know, the at least would continue what he had been doing, which was around a hundred yards a game and he had scored a touchdown, so Yeah, these injuries and, and you guys said it earlier, other than Tariq, they're all a couple weeks. Um and depending, like just like you said, some can linger, the knee, uh John Brown's calf, things like that. But all of these guys, I don't know unless I don't know if there's any of these guys that I would necessarily be dropping right now. Right. Uh, you know, if you can get by with popping them on the IR. The only problem is, man, when they go to doubtful, and you're like, nope, get them out of that IR spot, you bastards. Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, Alex, why don't you yeah. get this uh, first uh, news item here? All right. Rookie, uh, w- rookie wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings, Justin Jefferson. Breakout performance, 170 yards, one touchdown. Um, Vikings still lost. Um, to the Titans team, thirty-one thirty. Um, Thanks to that leg of uh, Stephen Guskowski. Stephen Guskowski <laughs> and all twenty-five fantasy points Jesus. he put up this week. Um, but yeah, a little bit of a bright spot for a Vikings team that has not had very many bright spots. Kirk had a little bit of a bounce back game, not quite as bad as three interceptions. But again, this team's defense has holes all over the place, and the offense just cannot seem to be clutch when it matters most. You know, he had them driving down the field and. I caught the last play of the game where he's like, there's 50 seconds left and he's chucking up some crazy long bomb. It's like, dude, there's a minute left on the clock. Like that's, that's the play we're dialing up. Like right. you threw into quadruple coverage. So it doesn't exactly the soft like spot. They say, yeah, 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 yeah. So obviously a little bit of a bright spot for the Vikings offense. You know, maybe Jefferson does squeeze into that number two wide receiver. I, I think he's shown that he's a better talent than Ola BC Johnson. Um, yeah, you think um, so. You know, probably just that veteran presence got him the start over him. But if this is going to be, you know, he could be, a, you know, an interesting fantasy pickup going forward. So so the next one with the kind of more major injuries last week, there was a lot of backfield situations where there were waiver claims to be made. Uh, if you picked up any of the Giants and tried to start them, you mm-hmm. were not happy. Uh, I think – Potentially could take some time for Devonta Freeman, perhaps. Maybe he gets some more work. But uh, for Mike Davis and Stokes, I think credit to you. He was your waiver wire pick last week. Indeed he he was. looked quite good. Uh, Jarek McKinnon had a pretty solid game. I think it was like 70-some yards, scored a touchdown. He also did get dinged up as well, and that's where Jeff Wilson came in. And when they were up by a couple touchdowns already, he ran in two touchdowns as well. So if you had the cojones to – pick him up and throw him in your lineup uh he definitely paid dividends Do cojones or desperation like yeah, yeah. <laughs> little column a little column b all right sometimes i wonder if the all of these extremely serviceable in the case of the uh san francisco 49ers like third and fourth string running backs at points um i wonder if it limits the value of someone like an aaron jones or any other not high draft pick, like the guys that have been getting paid, Dalvin, Gurley, Elliott, McCaffrey, like you're talking about top 10 picks right. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if a guy like Jones, if they look at it and be like, eh, we can go get Jeff Wilson. Right. Jeff. Someone named Jeff. That's kind of kind of the overall argument with the running back mm-hmm. underpaid thing is they're somewhat interchangeable, right? Unless you literally have that 
difference maker. You've got a Saquon, you've got an Alvin Kamara, you've got Zeke. a Zeke. Yeah, I think that's where you can't just change them out with somebody else and you're going to get the same kind of results. I mean, look at look at some of those runs from Alvin Kamara last night. Like, there's not a lot of guys who can who can make those kind of moves. Yeah. Uh, to that point, I just I don't know. It seems like there's so many points being put up by some of these teams, specifically the Cowboys Seahawks matchup and the Packers Saints, where it's like the defenses almost seem non-existent and, and these teams are just going back and forth and putting points up in the high thirties and the forties. Uh, I don't know, not really much to talk about here, but if you've got any of the guys on these teams, that's probably going to be nice for you. Most of this season. Yeah. Uh, I call it a couple of just surprising records to me so far. Uh, the bears, uh, don't seem very good to me, uh, watching them, but they are three, and zero at this point. Uh, Stokes, when's the last time the Browns were had a winning record? Two thousand. The last time they were two and one was two thousand eleven, I believe. Maybe no, it was two thousand and fourteen, which was I think right after we drafted Johnny Manziel. <laughs> okay. But oh. Brian Hoyer was our quarterback. Okay. Hoyer. Uh, and uh, Mr. Kyle Shanahan was our offensive coordinator back right. then. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, that season was one of those like. I think we might have even been at one point like six and three and like, uh oh, uh oh, calm down. And then it was just loss, 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 loss. And then Brian Hoyer was Brian Hoyer and that was that. Yeah. And then the Texans, I mean, they had, a, they've had some really tough matchups. Maybe the hardest schedule. I mean, what? Yeah, it's a 2 and 0 team, a 2 and 0 team who are playing each other tonight. And then the Steelers are undefeated right now, 3 and 0. So I don't know. Kind of surprised to see them at 0 and 3. Colts being in their division, I'm pretty happy about it. But yeah. Uh, Speaking of the Bears, Foles taking over as QB. Um, we were kind of talking about this before, but like, can you think of another team that has swapped a three and and0 team that has decided to pull the plug on their quarterback? Because again, Chicago's been lucky to get out by the skin of their teeth in a lot of these games. And God, Atlanta, how do you drop another double-digit lead in the fourth quarter again? That's incredible. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't, there can't be a lot of three and O teams that, that have that's the bigger story here than the Falcons, Foles for Trubisky, right? Because who didn't expect that at some point this right. season? Even if they're winning, Trubisky, though he's put up some numbers, has not still not looked right. I mean, he right. he he's making bad reads, he's making like throws Trubisky. that he should not be making. What? Why did I say the wrong thing? No, I just no, said he, he, said looks, he looks like, like Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> yeah, he looks like Mitch Trubisky exactly. So so that's not a surprise. It's becoming the defining feature of Matt Ryan's career, right? That he blows second half leads. Ever since the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, like, and I and I didn't think of him like that until the Super Bowl, and now it just seems like over and over again. Like, I maybe he had, maybe he they didn't last year. I feel like since that Super Bowl, they've blown a number of leads. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I remember them winning a game in the fourth quarter. Like in a long time where he, where they like actually put a drive together and do something to win a game. So I, I just don't understand. So that was one of the games, mostly just cause I have Calvin Ridley in every league. I had that game up. So I was able to watch most of it and Ridley got targeted, I think 14 or 15 times that game and had five catches. And in the second half, he could not land the ball anywhere close to him. Like, and he should have thrown a couple other picks because he overthrew him so bad. I just don't know. It's like a, flip switches and he's Mitch Trubisky now I don't know it's it's, it's bad and it was wild because during the fourth quarter of that game they had a drive where they could have run the ball and burnt clock off of it and they threw the ball three straight times and burned 11 seconds on a three and out and it's right. just like 
how do you how do you have such bad clock management that like I understand that they are a pass first team like they have shown that to us but like you're you telling me you can't some money on Gurley but like yeah still exactly work right Gurley now right run for eighty yards that game yeah, yeah, yeah I mean yeah. you're telling me you can't give it to him once or twice to like bleed some clock off at least put pressure on the other team to make them use their timeouts like right it, you know that everybody talks about the coaching hot seat with you know uh, Dan Quinn or whatever it's just like yes that oh hot he's seat, the hottest right. For sure, it's him and him or Gase, but man, like the Gase at least can yeah. look at his team and be like, "I have poo." You look at that Atlanta <laughs> offense, and they're like, "Why do you suck?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. no, uh, you yeah, you hit the uh, nail on the head with that one. So then uh, the last one I put was just a hard-fought game: Eagles and Bengals, both trying to get that first win, and neither of them do. Can we hey, talk about how we oh, did not skip. lose? Oh. On. We did not lose. Can we talk we about? We did lose. Can we talk about how dumb ties are in the NFL? Oh, I like it. Really? Yeah. But one, I like it. At this point, what game ends in ties? Like other, other than soccer, the best game. Um, here's why. In in a regular season, like I think basketball should do it. Anything where you have so many games, like why does every game have to be a win? If at the end of the season it's comparing records. And that tie can either be something that gets you in or kicks you out of the playoffs. Like, we didn't lose. That's what got us in. Or because we couldn't win that game. It's, I don't I would, understand what it takes away. I would say with football being as physical of a game as it is, I don't think you could, like, have a situation where they play an entire extra game worth of overtime and then they have to go and play again the next week. I mean, they, they only play once a week for a reason. I, I no, guess I guess that's why you go you, you a make college it like system. Yeah, you start you make it easier rounds, to score, and then you do a shootout system Dude. where it's three downs from the twenty, and you score. You don't like first sudden you know not sudden death, but first team to not match. I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't somewhere negotiated to say there's a cap on our overtimes. Like unless it's in the playoffs, like we don't want to be out there this late into a game, or it's owners who went in like. Hey, this isn't a good idea. We don't want our guys, like, at, I don't know. I would, Or you could literally keep the rules the exact same, but it's untimed other than the play clock. And eventually someone's going to – like, it's not going to go 60 more minutes before anyone scores. I don't know. Did you see how bad Philly and Cincinnati looked? That could that game could have gone They could have got an extra 15 for sure at least <laughs> before someone scored. Maybe it's just TV contracts. They're like, cut this shit off. Yeah, it doesn't bother me game. too much, though. All right. All right, what we didn't really touch on this. You said, are the Falcons the worst team in football? But I think there's some arguments to be made there. No. Like, I'm sorry. I know the Eagles yeah, tied. They're definitely not. But they're, they're not way good. too much offense. The, the Bears are 3-0. Both are I'm not so sure they're better. I guess I don't both even Both the Eagles mean that, and like, Bengals are worse than the Falcons. They're actually the worst team, but if you give up a double-digit lead in oh, the second they're half. They're the most you know, snake-bit team. I don't know I if they're the worst team. I was more just on the who do we think the worst team in oh, football Jets. after three. Oh, you think Jets? Absolutely. J- yeah, yeah, Jets are yeah. terrible. J-E-T-S. I mean, the Falcons have also had three double-digit leads. The Bengals have barely had a fucking lead all season. So, I know, I, mean, I know. I meant it more as like, how do you lose? Yeah. I think the Bengals beat the Jets. I think the Bengals beat the Jets. Um, I still think Miami sucks. Too. Anyhow, All right, what's let's go. going on here? Yeah, we ready to catch uh, a I think we got some sponsor. new sponsors this week. We do. Sponsors? Hi, I'm Marvin Jones Jr., professional football player and sandwich artist. I just opened a new restaurant called Jones Jr.'s Hoagie Shop. Hi, I'm Ronald Jones II, even better sandwich artiste, and I just opened a new gastropub called Jones II's Grinder House. 
Hey, what the hell, man? They double booked the slot. Everyone, if you don't want a junior sandwich, come to Jones the Second's Grinder House, right next door to the soon-to-be-closed Little Junior Stupid Shop. Hey, fuck you, Ron. Hey, what's a grinder? You grind up puppies in your sandwiches? Fuck your hoagie. What kind of dumbass word is hoagie? We're a gastropub. Yeah, that serves ground-up puppy meat sandwiches. You and your grind-ups are fucked up, Ron. Whatever, Junior. Hoagies are lame as hell. Come down to Jones Junior Hoagie Shop or Jones the Second's Grinder House. They're the same goddamn thing. <laughs> And welcome back. Uh, doing, moving on to our uh, yeah bras and nah bras. Uh, Son of a bitch! <laughs> did I fuck it up again? No. <laughs> All right, this is our best and worst calls of the week. Um, go starting with quarterbacks. So uh, well, no, no, no. Our best and class worst calls of the week from last week. Oh, from last week. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Ningle, you have uh, Waller. You were nah on Waller. And Patriots he did, shut him down. Yeah. He did he, was he in that game? Shit. Two catches, nine yards. Yeah, oh, he didn't wow. do anything. Nah, Connor, and he had like 22 or something. He had a hell of a game. Yeah. Uh, Manny, nah, Deshaun Watson, who he still had like 18, but not great. Not the and, 35 that the other people drafted around him. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, Minshew, Mania, nah. That was so bad. <laughs> Although, did you guys catch Steve Smith? at like halftime of that game in a stupid hat no but he was like he's like i need to see some of that swagger because you can't you know something with the mustache because you can't be he's like because you can't be out here getting sacked and you can't be checked down charlie <laughs> so steve smith needs to learn how to not read off a teleprompter because his language and his it just everything is amazing but you can tell he's reading because it's kind of clunky and forced and you're like once you start like Oh my gosh, he's gonna be fun to watch. He's, yeah. I I loved him as a player. Yeah, I like he like who is that tiny man trying to fight the defensive <laughs> end? Uh, Steve. All right, Landstor. Um, my good one was Non Hurst. We were good at picking tight ends this week. He's doing then... his best. Uh, his best Mike Evans impersonation. One catch, <laughs> one, one yard, one, one touchdown. touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> and I had Lavisca, who even though Chark was in out that game. Still didn't do anything. Who? I feel like early in that game, you saw him a fair amount, and then they were just like, ah, that's enough. Yeah, <laughs> they instead gave pass to Connolly like four times that he fucked Dropped up. Dropped it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Stokes, he, yeah, bro Burrow. He's my bro. Yeah, that was, sorry. That was a mouthful. <laughs> and he nod, uh Josh Five Allen. Five touchdowns, Josh I am, Allen. <laughs> I am no longer going against Josh Allen or – uh, the tiny man in Arizona. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Yeah, although Every- Murray threw three interceptions this week. I but know, I've got but- a theory on that. He heard some feedback. <laughs> the other team caught the ball. He heard some feedback. He was hearing people saying he's only looking at his first read and then he's running. So he decided he wanted to try and go through his reads. He threw to people other than DeAndre Hopkins, and it went sour. So he's not going to do it anymore. It's only going to go to DeAndre Hopkins, or he's going to run. <laughs> Hopkins is on pace for like a Mike Thomas season last year. I yeah. mean, it's so just he's going to blow it out of the water, is what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. Jump into this and, week and and just to, just to add to Josh Allen, week all kind of I think 
who pooed had him. him outside of that elite. Oh, yeah. What six was it? Six in front of him that we had. Like, yep, we didn't yep. trust him. We didn't trust the Buffalo offense in general. And oh, man, he has been well, good. Again, three I think games. the main thing was for him to step into the elite tier. He needed to step up his passing game. And guess who was the leading receipt like the leading passer through two weeks was him. I don't yeah. know if he still is. In deep but... balls. He's he's like up Vastly on, improved. on twenty plus air yards. He went from twenty six percent last year. He's at fifty five percent through three games this year. So that's I mean I mean you go and add a guy like Stephon Diggs though. I mean that's kind of helps yeah, for, for sure. sure. Having people that can get separation helps you get uh accuracy on air yards, but but I still he's improved uh he's improved in his accuracy. All right, so we're going to quarterbacks for this week. Uh, start with our yes, yes, bros, siblings. <laughs> um, I've got a – as bad as the team seems to be, uh, I think Kirk Cousins, if you're needing to stream, they're playing Houston, who has not really been able to stop anybody. Uh, so I think 20-plus, if you're streaming somebody, you could do worse. All right, uh, go ahead and give me Jeff Driscoll against the Jets. The Jets are terrible – um, I know the Broncos had a really, really rough game um, that last game, and Driscoll did not look great. But, I mean, he's going to be available everywhere you look, and the Jets may be that bad. Like, So, yeah, I think he's a stream of watching. It's kind of a bold one, yeah. I wouldn't usually put him, this guy here, because he's, like, a, for most people, a start every week, but he's had a slow start to the season, three tough matchups, going to get it started against the Vikings this week, Deshaun Watson. Uh, and my guy's Justin Herbie Herbert. Uh, he's going against a pretty good defense, but I think he's got that Russian score in him uh, that'll boost his numbers, and I think he'll post a plus 20 game. I think we should go Justin the love bug. Herbert. Mm. Uncomfortable like Justin Herbert. Mm. And some Nabras. Uh, I'm going to call uh, for a down game for Lamar. Uh, I'm going to say less than 20 points for Mr. Lamar Jackson this week. Uh, we just talked about how good the Bills were, but Josh Allen versus the Raiders is kind of intriguing. Cam, out, Cam Newton had himself games, you know, pretty much doing what he wanted at will, and that Raiders defense seemed to kind of bottle him up, you know. I feel like Allen's kind of a similar type quarterback to that, so we'll see if Gruden's got something drawn up to kind of bottle him up. But, you know, they didn't, you know, obviously the Patriots won that game, but look for Josh Allen to be a little more contained against the Raiders. I'm sorry, the <clears throat> Ravens are playing the Washington football team, so I think a combination of – leaning on his uh, running backs and maybe not having to put up too many points because their defense, I think, won't have an issue shutting down uh, Dwayne Haskins in that uh, Washington football team offense. Um, interesting thing. Didn't uh, Chase Young growing injury? Did you see that? Yeah. yeah. So I was wondering. I was watching mm-hmm. the game, and I don't know where he was He's on the sideline out of his gear. I was like, so you, not unhappy. So, Manny, you switched from doubting – Murray, who did actually have kind of a down week this week, mm-hmm. to Josh Allen is now who you're doubting. <laughs> yeah, like this t- who has put up like 36 yeah, points a game. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. Right. I like it. Attack the yeah. Titans. Yep. All right, I want to take a I lot. I can't hate on Murray three weeks in a row, though. He's just <laughs> making me look bad, so. <laughs> Petty Allen. <laughs> I want to take a lot lower hanging fruit, and I'm going to go with Nick Foles, who just got the starting job. He's getting the start. Um, Nick Foles m- might – be a viable starter at some point this season in fantasy to pick up and stream during buys and things like that. He does. I mean, he's been in some high volume offenses before and put up numbers. He owns one of the top 10 fantasy performances in a single game by a quarterback of all time. So, uh, but 
it's not going to be against the Colts. Their Colts defense is really good. Uh, whether people have got that memo yet or not, I don't know. I think it's grin and mingle over here. Against, yeah, against yeah. No, it's Colts. real smiley. I, it's shitting on my own team. But my my buddy who's a Bears fan texted me and was like, Foles is going to throw all over that Colts defense this week. And I'm like, Dude, Foles ain't going to so, do shit. No. We're going to lose, but it's going to be because Philip Rivers throws two pick sixes or something like that. That's We're going to probably that. lose, yeah. but that's why. Not because of Foles. Yeah. <laughs> Philip Rivers is hilarious. All right, my guy is Cam. Uh, Casey's defense and defense, and here's the thing with Kansas City. They're going to score every goddamn time pretty much. So Cam is not going to be able to kind of dink and dunk and run for little runs and things. I mean, he will, but they're not going to be able to keep up. He's going to have to throw. That's not going to work for him. He's going to get picked off, and he'll be down. I would almost completely disagree with you on that. They're in control so much in that game against the Raiders that he didn't do anything from a fantasy standpoint. The fact that he's going to have to throw the ball and he's going to have to run the ball against a team where he's down, I think actually benefits his fantasy value. But okay, Wallbat, I I would be on the Cam does well side of that. Oh, well, oh. well, we gotta we'll have to figure out like family Wallbat what well is, or we have to figure a, a person to put him up against or something like that. Yeah, like twenty points over under. Under. Okay. That's fine. Also, Cam had to be shitting a little, not shitting, but like a little irritated this week when Bill Belichick kept going like, why don't you give it to Burkhead? (laughs) I mean, I know (laughs) he wants to win, but they're like one yard line. Cam's like, let me just run it in. Nah, Rex. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that'll teach Cam to not get in like he did last week. So you think, (laughs) hey. Do you think our sponsor from last week might be able to find some new extremely angry players? It's you know it's Cam a, owners need to sue exactly. using the law firm of Ben Jarvis. Did Green you Ellison leave him Associates. on your bench for two weeks and decide to start him after those monster Did you drop Sony Michelle last week or, or Rex Burkhead? Did you forget Rex Burkhead played in the NFL? Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. So speaking of running backs, why don't you hit this with your yeah, bro? All right, my certainly brother would be. Gaskin. Uh, he made me a believer, at least in his volume. Uh, I don't know if he's great, but I know that he's on the field all the time, and Breda and Jordan Howard. Or Jordan Howard's good at vulture and touchdowns. But other than that, I'll take the targets. I'll take the carries. Give, yeah, give me. Uh, I'm going to have a Colts theme in this uh, running back segment, so I'm going to go with uh, Naheem Hines. Let you down in week two. Had a decent week this week, but I just think it's going to be a tough matchup for the Colts, and I could see him getting some uh, – enough receiving work you know maybe five plus catches that if you need a flex or if you got a really bad running back situation like i do in a lot of leagues i think he's worth throwing in there for you uh give me miles sanders of the eagles i feel like they have to simplify this offense for carson wentz he's looking terrible miles sanders was like hands down the best part of that offense last game um you know they kept trying to do stupid passing plays where if they would have just given him the ball he was getting five yards a chunk so I, f- I feel like they have to have a big – he has to have a big week next week. Um, give me some uh, James Robinson, the fantasy breakout of the season so far. Gets another uh, mighty juicy matchup against the Bengals' run defense that oh, is yeah. just freaking turnstile-like. So uh, expect him to continue uh, – he- shape out through the quarter pole of the season i think next week he's going to end up being a top five running back or so so uh whoever got him good. Kevin. good job well yeah kevin but overall in your there leagues, are other leagues just kevin exactly. actually he owns him he is 0.1 percent out <laughs> but all right um 
my no thank you, sir, would be Josh Jacobs. That Buffalo D is stingy against the run. I think they'll be behind early. I'm not saying he won't get volume. I just think he's going to slip out of that uh, top 10. All right. Uh, I'm going to say, again, the Colts theme here, Jonathan Taylor. I think the he's going to finish closer to Hines than people think. Uh, again, I think it's just a tough matchup, and if they Colts get behind a little bit, uh, or if it's just a tight one, I could see him uh, leaning a bit more on Hines. I'm going to go with Zeke to have another bad week. Um, not that he had a super bad week, but only 34 yards on 14 attempts, and that Cleveland running defense is actually pretty decent, so I think he gets bottled up, and they just throw it to the 8,000 receivers that they have. All right. Uh Yeah. Gibson? I have stuff. Yeah, Gibson. Uh, similar uh, similar idea. It's tough defense they're going against. I just uh, I just would be hesitant to start him this week. Yeah, he got the touchdown that kind of you know, made his, his stat line okay. Uh, I think he's getting more <clears throat> and more of the work, and I think that'll continue. But, yeah, I think he's still a little ways from being a locked and loaded start him every week. All right, uh, Lanzork, why don't you follow straight up with your receiver, Yabra? Uh, Devontae Parker is my Yabra. He's, uh, you know, battled through a little bit of injury at the beginning of the season. Still has done, been productive, just hasn't really uh, put it all together for a game. He's he's averaging like 70 yards a game or whatever. Uh, but they have a really nice matchup this week, too, against the Seahawks, which are uh, okay against the run but have been absolutely horrible against the pass so uh hoping he can feast some this week hopefully he's uh like above 80 75 80 percent because i know he wasn't playing last game full health yeah he still had like i mean he still had like 10 points Mm -hmm. in fantasy so uh my guy is going to be cd lamb slot receivers actually are a position that do pretty well against us our outside uh corners well at least one of them isn't bad um but I think CD will end up posting a hundred point game. Can't, 100 can't points or hundred point game. Wow! wow. I'm sorry. Something. I'm sorry. <laughs> you heard it I here messed first. Up. A two hundred point game. <laughs> no, hundred yard game. My gotcha. Bad. Uh, I'm gonna go with a three hundred point game for uh, Keelan Cole. Uh, had kind of a down game. The first two weeks were really solid for him. They are going up against the Cincinnati defense. So uh, really, anything goes at that point. Uh, I think he'll continue to get targets. So. Load him up. A uh, little bit of a homer pick here. Justin Jefferson for another decent week. We've got two 0 and 3. What? Going for the back to back weeks. Back to back big weeks. You've got two 0 and 3 teams that are going to be both super desperate for a win. Um, Who are they playing? Texans. Or Tex- te- yeah, Texans and okay. Vikings. So, right, yeah. right. So, both of those teams are definitely probably didn't envision themselves at 0 and 3 at the start of the season. Um, Doubt it. Um, so, yeah, Justin Jefferson, back to back. Nah, brah. Landsdork? Nah, brah. Uh, Hollywood Brown. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. Uh, I'm going to go with Amari Cooper, the other Cowboys receiver. I think uh, Denzel will watch him. I think the safeties will be watching him. And I think he – I think he'll get some catches. But I think he'll get capped at like 60, 65 yards. Uh, I don't know. I think he gets so many targets. I know Gallup had a big game uh, this last one because he caught Who is this long. other guy that just showed up for them, number 11? Oh, I have no idea. I was getting <laughs> so pissed. I have no clue. Um, I don't know, but I think Cooper has gotten like 13, 9, and 14 targets so far. I don't know. I just feel like if you're getting fed that much, even if it's 
in the five to 20 yard range, not super deep downfield, any kind of half PPR PPR. And he hasn't scored a touchdown yet. I think the touchdowns have to be coming too. see, but that's, that's kind of what I'm betting on. I'm betting on. He is the one that will be limited to that game. He might get six catches. He might get 60 yards. So you're talking about nine points. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I guess if if he gets like 12 targets, I would expect something more like eight or nine catches for, just gonna do board bets. We're just gonna yards. do wall bets all day. Maybe now? we do wall, yeah, wall bets Mario, all day. What do we want to say? How many points on him? I'll say under twelve. Oh, I'll take a half PPR. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Sweet. Easy. I'm Easy. Out I don't have a strong enough opinion either way. Uh, I'm fading Mike Evans this week. Again, this is the second game where the touchdowns. Uh, we're again like Tom Brady loves to lower his head at the one yard line and just yeah, bury in there. Neat. Leonard Fournette is good inside the five yard line so they have options he just again he had the two catches two yards two touchdown line this game which again for fantasy purposes it works but it can't make you feel super confident uh Landsork, what was your stat that he's trending for right now 571 571 yards 21 touchdowns for the season is what he's like on pace for or whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> i would uh, take it yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, if you get 186 points from touchdowns, yeah. I think anybody paid that. Uh, I guess my knob this week is going to be Allen Robinson. It's going to be a new situation, um, but that Colts D is looking like they are for real. Not exactly where I would want to be trying to figure that out week one with a new quarterback. All right, we're moving on to tight ends. That's you, Manny. Uh, with Godare going down, uh, give me Zach Ertz because it's – does Philly even have an offense yet left? Like, not much. It's like three guys. Yeah. I, I like that, too. I mean, I think Ertz is definitely on the rise after a slow start. Um, give me O.J. Howard. Uh, I just think uh, with Godwin possibly out, and he's looked uh, well. Gronkowski led the team in targets and catches, like Nick said. I think Howard actually had – bigger plays than Gronkowski and a couple bigger plays than Gronkowski had last week. So, uh, I, I think with, uh, with, uh, him out that, uh, with Godwin out that Gronk, Gronk, that OJ Howard could have a uh, big week. Stokes. Uh, you want me to go? Yeah. Uh, so I went with Hawkinson. Uh, I was, I know I had seen his name before, but uh, whatever's Robert Tanyan, uh, the tight end for Green Bay that seemed to just be getting target after target after target uh, and had lots of room every time. Uh, I'm going to go Hawkinson uh, because the Lions are going up against that same Saints team. So I like him to have a decent streamable type week. All right. Uh, and the guy that I'm going to choose, not at all because I ran out of time. <laughs> Uh, is going to be Eric Ebron. Uh, he's he's low, but I think uh, in I, I think against Tennessee, uh, especially with uh, if Johnson's out this week, that he could do well. Nice. Speak, speaking of Steelers, I'm going to fade your your dude Johnny this week. Um, Steelers defense really good, three and zero. How dare you? Uh, sorry. It's all going to go to Corey Davis. 
<laughs> you you quit him. Did we talk about it on the podcast yet? Yeah, that, for sure. <laughs> that you that called out. It? Oh, that you called out that if he had a hundred yards, you'd pick him up He's and land. So no, it's like, never I don't think I will. I don't think so. And again, I got the notification, and within like two minutes, I screenshot it and sent it to the group and said, "Fucking told you." It was great, and it was amazing when to. I listened. As soon as I did it, I knew you were going to. So worth it. Uh, Lansdark, who do you nah? Bra this week at tight end. Hunter Henry. Same thing. So you got? He's good. Whatever. But uh, no, yeah, it's a tough matchup again. Uh, who are they playing? I don't have. I didn't write it down because I'm an idiot. But uh, uh, Chargers. Oh, the Bucks. Pretty. Their defense is actually yeah. decent. Not not great, but decent. Good enough. Uh, so I'm gonna say opposite of Ningle. I Hawkinson. You know, hasn't sold me yet. I think. Uh, as the two receivers keep, God, Marvin Jones, could you do something? Um, I, I think he's very touchdown dependent. He burnt Stokes last year, so oh, he's he did. Not forgiven. Yeah, and, he's, and you know who's burning me this year's Marvin. <laughs> Marvin, <laughs> he's averaging like ten points a game in fantasy or something like that. It only has one touchdown on the year. Hawkinson. I don't know. I think yeah, I think it's a good enough matchup, and mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm going Nabra and Higby. I'm back to my preseason argument. Everett's <laughs> there. Everett's back. That's just it. If Everett's there, Higby yeah. no good. Higby if wasn't ever... great last week, though, was he? Uh, last week he got three touchdowns. I was going to say no, last no, no, week no, no, was no, no, the no, no. week. Or, sorry, this week. This week he wasn't good, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everett was healthy in there, yeah. He didn't do much, but again, it's just being on the field, honestly, is the is the big thing. Uh, any other yas or nas folks want to call out? Nah. Uh, let's take it to our sponsors. I think so. Hi, I'm Ronald Jones II, and you should come to the premiere of my new restaurant that specializes in authentic blintzes. In fact, Jones II's Blintz Bar is the premier blintz-only diner in town, conveniently located in the former Jones II's Grinder House at... Seems like you're the second again, bitch. How did they double book this shit again? Who's running the fucking show here? It's Marvin Jones Jr. again. And Jones Jr.'s Crepe Cafe has been serving this great community for 15 wonderful minutes. With deep roots like ours, we don't anticipate any second place restaurants. Let's talk winning on the waiver wire. We are talking players that are owned in less than 50% of Yahoo leagues. Hopefully some folks you can go and pick up if you have a need. Uh, Kirk, uh, sorry, starting at quarterback, uh, we've got Kirk Cousins uh, going up against Houston at 26% owned. Justin Herbert is playing at Tampa Bay, 21% owned. And Nick Foles uh, versus the Colts at 3% owned. You guys already know uh, Cousins is my uh, Yabra this week, so I would definitely pick him up. I already told you Herbert was mine, so boom. I feel like of all of these guys, I I have to go with Herbert. I mean, Cousins could be in a shootout, but I don't like Foles against the indie defense. So give me Herbert just because I hate Cousins. You think Caroline's York? <sighs> I'll take Cousins against Houston. I think that's going to be I think that's going to be the shootout of the week, probably. See that for Dalvin Cook. Running backs, we got uh, Gaskin versus Seattle at forty-seven percent. Uh, Chris Thompson at Cincinnati, 22%. Jamal Williams versus Atlanta, 11% owned. And then Brian Hill at Green Bay, only 2% owned. 
not a lot of slam dunk running back uh, picks. There wasn't quite the slew of running back injuries that we saw the week before. Um, Chris Thompson, I think, just had a handful of pe- catches. Jamal Williams didn't do much. Hyde, I just saw him on the field. Is Hyde 50% owed? Probably. I thought he was. Pretty close. Uh, while you're talking about these guys, I can double check, though. Hyde, I I would think in, in most leagues, if people drafted Carlos after the first two weeks, they would have been like, oh, I can move on. Oh, I'm dead wrong. Uh, so, yeah, he's definitely the pickup, uh, 19% owned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, Carlos is someone that, I mean, it kind of depends on, on what that injury is. If you're talking two weeks, do you want to blow your waiver priority on it? Or if you're sitting with one of those injuries, like a McCaffrey or something like that, and you need You just need a Band-Aid, weeks, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I would probably, I mean, I would probably go Gaskin. I, the, someone, someone that I think has a, a legitimate like role carved they, out. I mean, obviously he's the highest owned too, but he is the one on this list that you just so far, it looks like has a predictable role carved in the offense. Like Jeff said that they're going to give him touches every week. So that's who I'd pick out of these guys too. Um, I think, yeah, I, again, I think it's all situational, but Carlos Hyde, you, you said it perfectly. If you need somebody for a couple of weeks here, I think so. Gaskin just seems to own that backfield how valuable owning that backfield is. I'm not so sure at this point, but for season long, looking to see what progresses, I think Gaskin is the one. Uh, Thompson, I'm I'm still really interested to see if he starts to get more work. Uh, it might just be an issue of uh, Robinson. Uh, or sorry, no. Yeah, Robinson. Yeah, Robinson. Robinson just looks so good. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But, yeah, I think uh, those two guys are definitely the highlights. Uh, I th- I think Hyde's the guy to grab at nineteen percent, but yeah, no, nothing really to add. What well, we got wide receiver, man? Yeah. Oh, for wide receivers, we have Corey Davis, uh, versus Pittsburgh at forty nine percent. Alan Lazard versus Atlanta at forty eight percent. Justin Jefferson at Houston thirty percent. Chase Claypool at Tennessee fourteen percent. James Washington at Tennessee eleven percent. Cole Beasley at Vegas nine percent, and T Higgins versus Jacksonville at five percent. Um. I guess of these guys, I already said I think Justin Jefferson has a really good chance to go back-to-back big weeks. I think the Claypool kid interests me a lot, you know, with Deontay Johnson going down. And, you know, T. Higgins kind of coming out of his shell a little bit. Tyler Boyd did have a big game. The real kind of surprise in that offense has been the fading of A.J. Green, I think. Yeah. But, Two yeah. touchdowns for Higgins, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I like the uh, – oh, Good drop. I, yes. Depending on how the injury is – to John Brown, uh, I like Cole. I, I think that he just needs more targets. I, I, sorry, obviously. Um, if he could fill that role, just that safety valve role, you know, he he is a good safe pick to have. Lazard, man, his targets scare me. Corey Davis, as soon as A.J. Brown scares me. Same with both of those Pittsburgh. Like, if I'm looking for someone who I hope is more long-term, it'd be him or Higgins. I, I don't even think long-term. I think Beasley is the guy, I think, short-term with John Brown out right now. That's that's who I want to play. Like, Corey Davis and Alan Zard, I mean, they're really close to 50%. Um, I don't really know. Are they thinking Adams is likely going to be back this next week? I mean, it just depends, but Yeah, Lazard I don't know about some... A.J. Brown either. He's been – he was doubtful last week, even though everybody was like, oh, no, he's not playing. Right. Uh, which is stupid. So as much as I like Cole Beasley, like, you know, right now, uh, I think Corey Davis or Alan Lazard are probably the guys I'd rather own uh, long-term, but 
there, there's definitely Justin Jefferson. I was going to say, man, there too. if you're looking at Jeff, Justin Jefferson after last week and saying this guy is is uh, acclimating pretty quickly to the NFL, the speed of the game, things like that, and he can looks like step in and fill that Diggs role in that offense. Man, you might have to be the one. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, if if you look at him throughout the season, think he can be that. I which I don't know. He had as good a game as Diggs has ever had last week. So I don't know. When rookies do that in their third game, it's usually a pretty good sign. Not not a hundred percent accurate, but I'll probably be putting a claim for him. Put it that way. Man, you listen. And I and I hated on him. You said Jefferson. Yeah, I, uh, probably Jefferson would have, have to be my pick. But, again, I like Claypool and Higgins here. So. He was the guy I said when I did my rankings. I left him. He was at 11. And I was like, he will be my A.J. Brown this year, where I'm like, why the fuck didn't I put him higher? I don't uh, know. So, tight ends, we got a couple here. Eric Ebron at Tennessee is 27% owned. Greg Olson at Miami, 22% owned. And Mo Alley Cox uh, at Chicago, 9% owned. I already gave my boy Ebron too. Did Olsen get a touchdown this week? I know he got targeted a decent amount. I do. Th- I thought he did. Okay. Yeah. Because like that would mean all three of these dudes got touchdowns this week. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> or if Ali Cox didn't, he had a, at least a couple long catches. I would almost bet he got a touchdown, but I think Mo Ali Cox looked good. Um, Ebron might be the the safest pick here. I think is OJ Howard over fifty percent. I swear, I don't know where Nick gets these names all the time. He's like, oh, it's just <laughs> nobody. I mean, you guys are welcome to go I'm into looking. the document and do some work ahead of time. Oh, uh, don't he's put 22% owned, but I don't know. I don't think I'd put him like above these guys necessarily on who I'd want to pick up. I appreciate you, Nangle. Thank you. Um, no, I pretty much just go and look at the yeah. in descending order how much people are owned. And uh, I don't know. I didn't think O.J. Howard was quite notable enough since he has less than 100 yards in three games. Yeah, that's true. But you can get him if you want. We can add him so you can pick him. No, that's okay. Um, Whatever. I, I think uh, Doyle, I believe, is going to be back, so that hurts Ali Cox a bit. Um, I was wrong. Greg Olson didn't score a touchdown, but he had five catches, 60 or so yards. Um, I do think Ebron's, Ebron's your safe bet here. Yeah. All right, takes us to defenses to wrap it up. We got Arizona at Carolina, 44%. Denver at New York Jets, 35%. And Houston versus Minnesota, 3 For me, uh, Denver. Denver. Denver who's Denver. going against the yeah. Jets? Yeah. 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 Denver's, Denver Denver's sure. the team that, to pick here. That right. defense is We believe not Carolina can score. We believe Minnesota can score. Do we believe that in the Jets? No. <laughs> I think so. So. Sounds like a sweep here. If you if they're not if they're taken, if you don't have priority, someone else gets them between Arizona oh, and yeah. Houston. And yeah, for right now too. I mean, quite honestly, don't use your waiver on defense. But hey, I used mine on the Colts last week. Worked out pretty all right for you for right now. Also, I was the twelfth in waiver order. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I guess that I you're slayed. right. You're Back right. It's relative. It is relative. Um. All right. Uh. Do we have a sponsor for this next break? You know what? I think we have a. Uh, a new sponsor. All right, let's kick it to him. Hello? It's Marvin Jones Jr. Okay. Come on down to the former Jones Jr.'s Crepe Cafe slash Jones Jr.'s Hoagie Shop, which is now Jones Jr.'s Pizza Palace. 
authentic Italian. Real original, Junior. That pothead Peyton Manning has been doing the pizza shop thing for a while now. How are you here? What is this terrible pro? But I have bad news for you, and I forgot to hit record on Nick's mic. So he's going to be real soft through this segment. Uh, I just have to deal with it. My bad. Pick them, bitches. Bitches. These are our player bitches. player picks from the crew here. Uh, last week, Manny making a bit of a surge here. Storming. Uh, six and three. We're still waiting on the kicker results because you uh, – Dumbasses picked the Monday Night Players, which we are not allowed to do, so it should just be a loss, but we'll wait and see how it goes. Uh, Manny, a 6-3 and three finish. Stokes, 5-4. and four. Lansdorf right there at 5-4 and four as well. Bit of a rough week for Ningle over here. 2-7 uh, and seven, uh, for myself. That uh, puts us pretty close and even in the overall total for the season. Stokes takes the lead at 16-15. and 15. Manny at 15-16. and 16. And Lansdorf and myself uh, sitting one game below at 14-17. and 17. Want to get into picks for this week? Let's get to it. All right, leading off at quarterback, we have Tom Brady versus the L.A. Chargers or Drew Brees at Detroit. Ooh, a couple of Hall of Famers. Old-timers. Give me Drew. Yeah, Brees, I think uh, it sounds like Thomas, their targeting return, I think. Breeze has been a little bit exposed. His age has shown without Mike Thomas there for him to throw to. Mm-hmm. But I think we'll get him back. And Detroit isn't – I don't think either of these defenses are elite by any means. So I'll go Breeze. I'm kind of leaning Breeze as well, but I'm actually going to go – no, give me Breeze. Big games back-to-back. Detroit doesn't scare me. I'll go Brady. Uh, we have Ben Roethlisberger at Tennessee or Carson Wentz at San Francisco. Um, I feel like I'm going to go Big Ben in this matchup just because Carson Wentz has looked so bad. Mm, that San Francisco D is pretty beat up. and I mean, they held up pretty well this week, but I'll, I'll go Wentz. Wentz, yeah, I'll go Wentz. There's nobody for him to throw to, but... I'll say I'll make something happen. Uh, that is a tough one. Give me once as well. Give me once for a bit of a bounce back and an unexpected not win, but decent game. I think Big Ben has been like uh, sneakily pretty decent so far this year. Um, and Cousins did pretty well against him last week, so I'll take, uh, I'll take Big Ben. Uh, running backs, uh, first one we've got is Devin Singletary off of a big week at Las Vegas, or Daryl Henderson also off of a big week against the uh, Giants. Uh, you know what? Give me a Daryl Henderson. It looks like uh, San Francisco had no problem running all over that Giants defense last week. Um, so, yeah, I'll take Henderson. Henderson's continued to look good. I'll take it. I'll take it. I think I'm going to say Moss comes back and takes Singletary back down, so I'm on Henderson too. Give me Singletary. I like another good week from him. I think Henderson looked good. It was still somewhat of a split uh, with Malcolm Brown as well. Um, so it kind of came down to the touchdown for him. He had a good week, though. But Singletary had a really good week. Uh, I'm going to stick with him. Is that a fumble? Uh, looked like. we got Mike Davis versus the Cardinals or Melvin Gordon at the New York Jets. Oh, Mike. You know I hate Melvin. Oh, Mike. Uh, 
Big yeah. Big Mike. I'm gonna go Melvin Gordon here. Me too. I yeah, fade the Jets. All right. Um, and then we have Kareem Hunt at Dallas or David Montgomery versus the Colts. Uh, give me Kareem Hunt here. Chubb had big back-to-back weeks, and I feel like it's a Browns thing that can't happen three games in a row, so Kareem Hunt gets the points this week. Even with Cohen, the Colts are our top seven in the NFL in pass and rush defense, so uh, I don't like Montgomery here against the Colts. I, I, I'd, I'd be hesitant to start any of those Bears against the Colts, personally. Yep. Yeah, I'm with them. I I don't think even he needs to have a – I don't think Chubb needs to have a bad week for Kareem to have no, a good one. No, they've proven that right now. The last two weeks. Yeah, exactly. Kareem I mean, got a touchdown. He got, I mean, Kareem a decent amount of – perfectly startable, decent game, and Chubb still has – Can still have really most of the game. carries, yep. Yep. I'm going to say even if the if the Bears go and pick somebody up, I don't think they'll get much action this week. So, I don't know. I just think he'll get enough of the work. Uh, I'll go Montgomery here. I, I like All both right. of them. I think they both have games in the teams. I mean, last this week was like kind of really uniquely showed how good Chubb is in that that kind of way of like enough speed to break free for bigger runs, but also just so powerful that he he can't be stopped like Juggernaut. Lance, what do we have at wide receiver? Um, at wide receiver, Allen Robinson versus Gallup. Um, so Gallup had a big week. Robinson had a pretty good week as well. Uh, I'll roll with uh, Gallup here. Maybe another big player too. Me too. Just because I think. Well, just to go against the grain, I'll take. No, he was my Nabra. I'm going Gallup. I'm gonna go Robinson. I think. Uh, Bulls beat him. I, I again, the, he doesn't need to score. What are they gonna do in the end of that game? Garbage time. Robinson will get enough. Yeah, we got scary Terry McLaurin versus Baltimore or uh, Tyler Boyd versus Jacksonville. This is a tough one because I like what Terry's done this year, but I also like that Jacksonville's defense sucks. So give me, uh, give me Boyd in this one. Uh, I'm going to go Tyler Boyd as well. Uh, I'll take Terry. I'll against take scary Baltimore. Terry as well. Um, looking at what uh. Tyreek Hill is doing here against that Baltimore defense. Uh, he just gets – he's just getting so many targets. Uh, I think it's kind of a, a nice floor for you. Where Tyler Boyd, I, I don't know. I could see him disappearing a bit a couple games here. Uh, now with the way Joe, Joe Burrow's slanging. Yeah. Last matchup? Brandon Ayuk versus, uh, versus Philadelphia or Marvin Jones versus New Orleans. Um, I like Ayuk just because they have no one else. The rookie to versus go to. the veteran. I like Ayuk too. I think Jones has been spending just way too much time on his business ventures and not focusing on his <laughs> football. Like Lavisca, he also benefits from injuries at running back. It was that Hardman again. Yeah, know? but he dropped it. Uh, when there's injuries at running back, he's a guy that you can give. Four, five or six carries a game, it just increases their floor on touches some. So I'm one with Ayuk, I think. All right, I'll go. Uh, I'll go. Marvin Jones here. Detroit continues to kind of find his stride with Galladay back in the offense, and uh, pretty good matchup uh, they have, I think, against New Orleans. All right, tight ends time. Jonu Smith versus Pitt, or Mike Gesicki versus Seattle. 
I am going to take Gusecki versus Seattle. Seattle's defense does not seem that scary, but they're just going to let their offense score a million points a game, and Fitzmagic has to throw to somebody. It might as well be Gusecki. Um, it's tough because we don't know what A.J. Brown, like he was pretty much doubtful all week. We don't know if he's going to be back this week. But I'll tell you what, if he is not, dial me up for John New all day long. Uh, give me Gasecki. I will go Gasecki as well. Last matchup here, tight end, Stokes. And we have Noah Fant at the New York Jets or Zach Ertz at San Francisco. I'm going to roll with Fant, man. I know Ertz has an opportunity with uh, with Godair going down, but Fant's just been – I mean, it was a really tough matchup this last week. It turned into a really easy matchup this week, so I'll go Fant. I gotta go with Ertz here, mostly because it's, yeah, he's my guy. Too much investment. Too much investment to not. Yep. I think Ertz because, man, we said they were starved at weapons. They didn't get better with Godare going down. So if Godare's not back, give me Ertz. Okay. Uh, Landsdorf wraps up here. Yeah, Fan or Ertz. I like both these guys. Uh, give me Fan. Alrighty. Uh, and we don't know who our reigning champ is uh, for kickers. So, I know right now... Oh, yeah, I picked Bucker, didn't yeah, I? I think he just missed. To... Where's the kicker? I think that was in. Uh, Manny. Ooh. Two score more than Badgley. So, you can go first. I'll go second. These guys can Those pick last. Those over the pole um, are always tough. Give me... Jeez, oh, now i got to look at matchups. All right, I'm going to pick first instead. i got Guskowski. <laughs> okay. Um... You know who I'm back on? Joey Sly! Koo's <laughs> uh, hurt. Yeah, Koo is hurt. Give, um, me, uh, give me goggles again. I want blank and chip. Did you have him in this last week? Did I have... You went Koo. You went I went Koo this week. Do okay. we have... I don't even know. Crosby. 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 He had a nice week, too. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that is uh, all we got for you. Uh, I guess don't listen to my picks because they were really bad last week. But maybe we'll have a bounce back. They were good in the first ones. They were good in the first ones. Uh, any last uh, comments, thoughts? We're all good. Nope. See you next week, knuckleheads. <laughs>